For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. on your Tuesday. It's the KRMG Evening News. I'm Skyler Cooper. As we are on each Tuesday at this time, we are joined live by Michael Spurgeon, the city manager in the beautiful city of Broken Arrow for the BA Breakdown. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon in Broken Arrow. How are you doing? I'm okay. I will tell you, though, as beautiful of a day as it is, I stepped on our back dock for two seconds before the show to get an idea of what it feels like, and now my eyes look like cherries. Uh, The allergies are... (laughs) are real today. So just a heads up. Um, I wanted to talk to you about a big thing that happened yesterday in uh, Broken Arrow, and that is the graduation of more than 1,300 students from Broken Arrow High School, easily the uh, biggest high school in the state, I believe. And it had me thinking, um, when you have that many graduates in a city like BA, and then they go off to college, there must be something that the city does to try to bring those people home and have them become, you know, the future of Broken Arrow, if you will. So uh, checking around today, I understand there actually is something the city is doing to try to do just that. Do I have it right? Well, you do. And I can tell you that one of the topics that the chamber president, uh, Jennifer Conway, the superintendent, Chuck Perry, and I talk a lot about, in fact, probably just about every conversation it seems when we're talking about economic development is how we can either recruit or retain uh, the younger generations to our community because uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're seen as a, a the community that can can not only attract uh, but also can retain and and there's several several things that we're, we're working on you know you got to look at it from a short term and then a long-term perspective I mean short term we've got a, a work uh, in and BA career fair that's coming up at NSUBA this Thursday the 19th from 9 30 to 1 30 and I'd encourage any of our high school graduates to go out and talk to some of our manufacturers or the businesses that participate and of course that goes for anyone um, obviously uh, you know for us uh, we want to make sure that uh, the kids start in high school, and that's why there's an initiative that was started with the chamber and the Broken Air Public Schools, which is called Project Pathways, which is a program that connects students to possible career paths based on their personal interests and abilities. So they get exposed to those different types of uh, positions uh, that they could eventually uh, make their career. And what's cool about Broken Arrow is we have over 300 manufacturers that call home and they constantly participate in our work fairs and job fairs. So that short term is that there are a lot of manufacturers high tech and just the traditional manufacturers that are out there that are looking for, for workers. And they should go to our chamber of commerce to actually talk to our workforce, workforce folks. Now, long-term we have, which, which you're referring to Skylar is our innovation district, which the city's purchased 90 acres. And right now we're currently designing the, uh, the park itself for the infrastructure to lay it out. And then probably later this year, we're going to start recruiting the type of industries that we'd like to bring to broken arrow uh, to have those high paying jobs that either will bring folks, to our community or will create opportunities. And that's where I think that we're going to be in not only not to be trite, but to innovative in terms of the types of jobs that we're offering that are going to keep our, our kids here and not have to leave. Or when they go and they get their education, they'll be able to come back because we'll have we'll have uh, a number of businesses in our in our innovation district. 
Well, with those future Broken Arrow, actually, okay, can you answer a question for me? What do you call someone sure. from Broken Arrow? Like a Tulsa, Tulsa is a Tulsan, is a Broken Arrow, Broken Arrowian? I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know. I call them Broken Errands is, is, is what I refer to them <laughs> or... Um, I like to say broken air more than I like to say BA, but um, I just uh, just depends on who you're talking to. All right. Well, now that I've got that cleared up, the future of broken air, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're going to need good roads to drive on and cool things to go do. And I know that's one of the efforts to get um, New Orleans Square going again. And I understand that tonight, the city council meeting, you guys might be, or the council may be making a decision on uh, who gets to work on that road. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. There is an item on the agenda. In fact, it's first up in general business to award a contract for approximately $4.5 million for renovations to the corridor on Elm Place and New Orleans, which is affectionately now known as New Orleans Square, to where we're actually going to go in and we're going to make improvements to the to the intersection. We're going to address the traffic signals, uh, street lighting. Uh, we're going to have some hardscape, landscape, and we're also going to be putting in some decorative concrete uh, to basically address up this area that we have determined is going to be the number one area in our community that we're going to look on on redevelopment. And so this is going to be, once again, a $4.5 million investment that the city is going to make to this area, which is already showing um, a revitalization with a number of new businesses as well as an increase in the sales tax that's being generated from there. And now that uh, we we um, have this in line, I think we have some other exciting things that are going to be happening that are really – is going to do the one thing that I think is most important when it comes to economic development for a community, and that is creating an environment that promotes private investment because you, you can't expect the government to be responsible for the creation of all jobs. You need to create the environment by whether it's building infrastructure or providing incentives or making sure that the building um, process is, is streamlined to promote the private sector to say, look, we can get a return on our investment. And I think this is a perfect example of the partnership we want to have with the private sector in terms of making improvements to this important area of our town. When that road work starts, I understand early June is the timeline there. And I, I think traffic will be down to one lane each way, no left turns, which uh, will, I'll have to remind myself because I, I take that a lot. And then lower speed, of course. Do you know about how long that work is supposed to take? Well, the one thing I love is orange cones. And <laughs> to or orange cones actually signify one thing, uh, progress. And progress does require inconvenience, to be honest with you. And I can anticipate if we start construction this summer in June or July, depending on when the contractor mobilizes, you can be looking at about nine months of inconvenience, quite frankly. And we're going to do a great job. Aaron, Aaron McCulloch, our communications manager, Kenny Schwab, Ethan Edwards, they're going to do an amazing job of, of really trying to, to keep the public informed about where we are because I think people just want to know. They just want to know if it's if there's inconvenience is going to be for this period of time, and and then the city's going to do our very best to to, to meet that expectation um, in terms of trying to get in and get out of there because not only is the traffic affected, those businesses are affected as well. So we'll be meeting with them on a regular basis to let them know because obviously when there is an inconvenience, sometimes people's patterns will change in terms of how they travel. And if, if it's for too long, they'll they'll avoid the way they were going for a period of time. And we want to get in and out of there, do a great job. So so folks will be very happy with those improvements. But I just want to let our folks know for about nine months, it's it's there's going to be a lot of orange cones out there and, and, and a lot of inconvenience in terms of turning turning movements. So please just be patient and we'll get her done and better paint. Right. 
than last time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, one, one last thing here. We have just about a minute or so, but I know with uh, summer on the way, Broken Arrow always has uh, always kind of makes the news every summer when it comes to water usage. Water usage goes way up in the summer, and then people like myself, I've experienced that uh, that brown hue, that weirdness that happens in Broken Arrow's water when things get crazy in the summer. So how can we avoid that? Well, part of that is the fact that we use almost uh, 4.6 billion gallons of water a year, and, and about 1.9 of that is in the summer months. When, we're, when you're pulling water through the system, sometimes uh, you're going to get some of the buildup that's on the line. There's nothing uh, unsafe about the water, and that's, uh, that's, I've been assured of that, and I'm, I'm confident that there's no concerns in terms of drinking. You know, part of the problem, quite frankly, is the fact that we draw our, our water from the Oxbow, from the Verticus River. And one of the things that we're looking at long term is trying to find a better water source. I mean, we have an amazing $60 million plant that processes the water. And what we want to do is make sure we have an excellent water source. And I think this the, over the, in the next few years, we're going to be talking about a better water source. And, you know, so I will say that we do look, use a lot of water. Our residents do. And right now we're in this mode of, of trying to work on conservation. And there's so many things folks can do. And we've got it on our website that you can find about the ways to conserve water. Uh, for example, watering your yards if you do water before 7 in the morning or 7 in the evening to reduce that number of water. But we understand there's some concerns and we're not shying away from where we're trying to address it. Chuck Vokes, our utility director, is is uh, an expert and making sure that we produce the best water. And I feel very comfortable that we do. And we are looking at long term to try to get another water source that will help with that situation. The BA Breakdown every Tuesday at about this time with Broken Arrow City Manager Michael Spurgeon. Out of time for the day. Michael, thank you so much. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you next week.